It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Illuminations Media Network. So glad you could join us for this live meditation circle on why loving money is the key to financial abundance. This was a pre-recorded live Zoom call for our circle, and uh, it was really satisfying simply because the participation was amazing. Um, I do, and I know that uh, the subject of money is is very personal. It's very sensitive. So you'll notice that the participants uh, didn't really want to verbalize in the beginning, but after a while, people became more comfortable, um, and it was quite satisfying. Um, I actually enjoyed pulling out that very old meditation. Um, sorry for the quality of sound. It wasn't the best. I know that you can go back into uh, searching the um, the old archives for the Illuminations uh, Media Network, and it'll be the show um, in 2008 uh, with the Mooney Twins. And so you'll be able to hear that entire show and hear their perspective on financial supply and uh, how to get more of it so that we can live the lives that we were meant to live. Um, but at any rate, uh, welcome. And uh, I hope you do enjoy this uh, meditation and uh, the wonderful uh, contribution of Reverend Ike from his book here. Um, So thank you so much. And uh, please listen through to the end so that you can enjoy the meditation as well as uh, do the work. There's some work that's on my Patreon page. Uh, It's patreon.com forward slash beyond hypnosis. And uh, you'll find it and you'll see uh, some work that you can do on your own during the week to practice this new skill of, of loving money in an appropriate way. Enjoy. Um, we're going to do some heavy lifting today, and so I just invite you to get a pen and a pad, and I'm going to ask everyone to kind of write down um, the first thoughts, you know, on these questions that I'm going to ask around money, and then uh, at the end of, of what we're doing today, our meditation, uh, we're going to revisit them and uh, see how percep- perspectives have changed around it. These are the five questions that we're going to revisit before the meditation and after. What is money? How do you feel about money? How do you feel about money and spirituality? Can you be a spiritual person, believe in God and love and have a lot of money? How do you feel about rich people? Do you feel worthy of having lots of money? And what are your intentions for having more money in your life?
So you guys are um, you guys are just writing these privately, and that's fine. Either way is good. Because if you are, then I'll go ahead and um, put the next question in. Oh, okay. I see you, Daniel. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it definitely is uh, an energy of exchange, but there's just so uh, much drama around money um, that uh, I thought that this was going to be a super important lesson. And of course, um, our Reverend Ike, he uh, adds a little fun around it, <laughs> which, uh, which I, I hope you all will enjoy. I'm also going to share uh, meditation that uh, I did back in 2008 on my Illuminations uh, radio show and I was going to redo it but I thought it was just so on point that and it came straight from my hip that day uh, so I just thought I would just share it instead of trying to duplicate it and change the energy around it and perfect it <laughs> so we'll be doing that too and we'll be revisiting this as well okay so I'll go ahead and um, share the next question Does anyone have any any less than positive feelings around wealthy people? Maybe some of the people we see on the world stage. Maybe even some of the stereotypes that we've seen in media. Yeah, they, they kind of seem like uh, another species of human, right? <laughs> For those of us who, who didn't grow up with a lot of wealth or it seemed that money was a little bit more challenging to come by, those people that just have it all, you know, seem to be like the other, don't they? Like they're just different, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, envy because, heck, you know, if you have a lot of money, you can do, seems like you can do pretty much anything you want, right? There's... There's certainly a degree of freedom with it. Yeah. You know, seems like um, a degree of privilege, right? That might not seem quite deserved. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that that has been something that I have uh, felt around uh, people with, uh, with lots of wealth, you know, especially people who, who were born into it and who I didn't feel like earned it, you know? So I'll go ahead and, and pop in the next question. I feel that everybody is worthy of it as well. I completely and totally agree. You know, because in the world we live in, you definitely need need money in order to pay for all the things that you both need and want, as well as um, for, for the things that uh, the ones we love need and want. And we all want to be generous and, and give to things and people that are important to us. So I would feel, I'm glad that, that no one has that. I haven't, haven't heard from you, Ranis, but, uh, so I won't assume, do you believe that you're worthy of, of having, uh, lots of money? Uh, sorry, I was just answering the questions privately. Okay, um, well, you can keep it private if you want to. I don't want to put you on front street. Oh, uh, uh, oh, no, that's fine. Okay. Uh, 
in terms of lots of money i don't know if i would say lots of money like, i think everyone is worthy of having money mm-hmm. um but i think lots of money i don't know why for some reason um biggie popped in my head more money more problems mm-hmm. but um definitely enough money for you to live a great quality of life is what i would say um because it was funny my friend and i we were having this conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. just saying how we have kind of climbed up through the salary ranks so to say and just looking back like how did we make it work like we made it work and you know oh before you had climbed up right you know like, you had less right <laughs> and you know it's, it's you know as soon as we're like getting more like our eyes get bigger and they were like oh this is not enough and they were like no it's enough we're exaggerating so yeah so i would say definitely fair share enough so everyone can have a great quality of life that's what i would say okay yeah great quality of life right and and that would that's what wealth really is 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 your needs are fulfilled you know maybe not necessarily all of your wants, you know? So yeah, okay. Now here's the last question before we um, dive right on in. And you kind of cover that, Ranice, already because you've experienced, um, you know, the, the difference and what it's like to to have less, but then you've got more and more. <laughs> what, what we tend to do as humans, um, funny I was thinking about that today I uh, created a garden outside and it started off as you know one raised bed and then that wasn't enough and then a second raised bed and now I've got that filled and now I'm claiming more land (laughs) and I have to put another raised bed (laughs) so we humans boy we it's, it's kind of hard for us to not you know want more and more and more Mm. I'm right there with you. Daniel, you want to you wanna buy some acres and we'll live on a compound somewhere in Costa Rica? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, actually, there, there are plenty of people who are doing that. So yes, <laughs> that's, that's always a possibility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are uh, what, what they're called expatriates now who you know, yeah. are, are moving in other, into other countries where it's a bit freer. You can kind of do what you want on your land. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's less expensive. Yeah, that, that's definitely the direction I'm going in. <laughs> you are going to answer this question, right? Like, like all of them, I mean? Me? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, me personally? Yeah, like, are you going to answer, like, oh, what do you think money is? And kind of, <laughs> how is that... Um, how, how does that operate in our lives? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to, we're going to get there. And the okay. reason that we're doing this in the outset is so that we can, after we move through the processes today, then we're going to kind of revisit these and see how maybe some of our perspectives have changed. You know? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun to kind of check in on that, you know, after we look at things. Um, so definitely. Okay. And so, so I'm guessing that you two ladies are, are private about it. I kind of know 
kind of know yours, Stacy. Um, I kind of know some of the, the goals that you have. And uh, yeah. 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 So it's it's funny because I, I mean, it's so funny because I've literally for the last couple of days have been researching compounds. So <laughs> for you guys to like bring that up is very eerie. <laughs> Let us go mm-hmm. off the grid. awesome okay well let's um let's jump on in and let's see did i see something else there okay okay yeah to take to take of your family sorry i'm over here typing fast i have to take care of my family and one less thing to argue about there you go you know because it's funny that when you when you have an abundance of whatever it is right whatever the the supply or the whatever it is that we need you don't worry about it it's when you feel like you don't have enough it's it's a real big concern and um and i think that that's um statistically that's a huge stressor for people and it's also statistically a huge issue in relationships, you know, um, with couples uh, fighting over finances and stuff, because, you know, it is uh, an energy that certainly um, can make our lives more satisfying, more joyful, um, and a bit more free, you know. So, so yeah, alleviating stress of the lack of it. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and share the screen and we're going to um, read chapter five um, with uh, our book that we're working with today. We're on chapter five, Prosperity Path, Dr. Uh, Reverend Ike. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My cup runneth over. Psalm 23, one through five. Science of Living Principle. Make sure that your mind is at peace with money. For money comes to you through your mind. Everything comes to you through your very own mind. You condition your mind for whatever you want by loving the good which you desire. And yes, I'm going to say it point blank. If you really want to have a good experience of money, You have to learn how to love money positively and correctly. You have to love positively and correctly. And I want to say it again. I am going to spend some time on it because this is a touchy area. This is where religious people lose out with the money thing. You have to love the good which you desire positively and correctly. If you really want a balanced, successful relationship with money, you have to love money positively and correctly. Emphasis here. (laughs) Notice that in all of my affirmations about money, I always carefully, I'm, I'm always careful to say, I do not serve money. Money serves me. And that's the balance. That is the trick. Once you start serving money, that's where the evil comes in. As a matter of fact, once you start serving anything, that's 
where the evil comes in. But everything should be loved in its place. He says, I was so glad to come upon this Irish proverb some time ago. It says, money swore an oath that nobody that did not love her should ever have her. (laughs) In your mind, come to peace with money. I write study guide lessons to money condition your mind because you have to come to peace with money in order to have it. If you don't come to peace with money, you're going to have money troubles. If there is the slightest subconscious feeling that maybe money is dirty, maybe it's evil, maybe you shouldn't have much of it, money will know it and will abide you and oblige you, your attitude. Money will stay away from you. Mm. A child of the infinite cannot have lack. Religious people have such hang-ups about money that in some religious orders, people take a vow of poverty. They say, I'm poor for Christ's sake. How can a child of the infinite have lack? If you have the right understanding with money, you should take the vow of wealth. I swear, I'm through with poverty. As they say on the street, I swear to God I've had enough of poverty. Keep your relationship with money balanced. Be sure to keep your relationship with money balanced. You must let money know point blank that you love it and that you understand what the relationship is. And you must get to the point where money loves you. That's when your mind is really money conditioned. You must get to the point where money loves you and just won't stay away from you. Anytime you look around, here comes money. (laughs) The more you use it, the more it comes. The more you enjoy it, the more it comes. While driving to New York City the other day, I noticed that the bridge toll had gone up to 50 cents. When we first moved to United Church, it was only a dime. When I saw that increase, my intellect started to grumble. Then I reminded the intellect, you remember what Reverend Ike said, instead of grumbling about these prices, say, I give thanks for the money to buy whatever I need. So I said, I give thanks for this 50 cents to pay the toll. Be sure to keep your relationship with money balanced. Learn how to enjoy money. I want you to start learning to enjoy your money, even in small ways. Whenever you use money, if it's, if it's to get on the bus or the subway, enjoy it. Enjoy the fact that you have that 50 cents or whatever cents. <laughs> enjoy money and not simply in big ways. Some of you say, I'm just waiting until I get a whole lot of money. Then I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Start right now. Enjoying your money in many little ways. If you buy yourself a five cent piece of candy, 
make it your particular business to enjoy that candy. If you only have 15 cents for a package of chewing gum, enjoy it. Now, remember, this is one, this is in the 70s. <laughs> if, if you learn how to enjoy money, you establish a love affair with money, and then money will love you. Accept the idea of prosperity. He said, I don't care how hard you work. If you have a poverty idea in your mind, you are never going to get out of poverty. You will never have enough money to meet your needs. You must accept the idea of abundance. You must accept the idea of prosperity. I like the way the Bible expresses overflowing abundance in the 23rd Psalm, the fifth verse. In that Psalm, David simply says, my cup runneth over. That tells me that people who serve God ought to have overflowing abundance. Here is one thing I never could understand growing up in the fundamental religion. We would always recite the 23rd Psalm and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And at the same time, we would say money is evil. <laughs> but let me ask you, why do you scrape and scratch so hard to get money if it's evil? Why do you get up early in the morning and work so late? But I say that he who serves the Lord should have overflowing abundance. My cup runs over. To me, that means, and I transliterate it, my life overflows with every kind of good. Say it to yourself. My life overflows with every kind of good. Ideas make millionaires. You are the manifestation of the ideas in your mind. The money that you have exactly matches the kinds of ideas that you have in your mind. Let me say that one again. <laughs> you are the manifestation of the ideas in your mind. The money that you have exactly matches the kinds of ideas that you have in your mind. The condition that you are in exactly matches the kind of ideas that you entertain in your mind. I, I want to marinate on that one just for a moment. Take a deep breath. Someone has said so beautifully, ideas make millionaires. And that is true. And I also, oh, and, and it is true also, multimillionaires. Ideas make multimillionaires. You cannot be a millionaire if you do not have the correct relationship with money. I don't care how you pray. Now, there are people who, from a financial and material point of view, are actually millionaires and some even multi-millionaires, but they don't enjoy their money. 
because they do not have a balanced relationship with money. Money is to be used. Money is to be enjoyed. Money is to serve you. And a person's function in relation to money is to be the master of money. Say to yourself, I am the master of money. I am the master of all things because I am aware of my own self-mastery. Because I am master of myself, I master all things that concern me. Quotes to remember. If you could only love enough, you would be the most powerful person in the world. Wow, Emmett Fox. Money could be an expression of your love, depending on how you use it. Everything comes to you through your very own mind, Reverend Ike. Money swore an oath that nobody that did not love her should ever have her, Irish proverb. <laughs> yeah, affirmative statement. So let's repeat these after I read them together. And then I'm going to go ahead and play that excerpt for the, um, the meditation on, on money. I now take time to make sure that my mind is at peace with money. I control the money in my life. Money does not control me. Money serves me. Money loves to serve me. Money loves for me to enjoy it and to use it for my good purposes. Money is good. Money is wonderful. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and play this meditation. Um, I've gotten, and as I said, I first did this in, back in 2008. <laughs> and uh, I've gotten several emails through the years, even one a couple of months ago from all those years ago of how people said that when they listened to this, it just changed their life. And, you know, a lot of people had didn't know where to find me or whatever, but when they finally tracked me down, you know, they were like, you know, that that changed my life. It just changed my perspective and, uh, and it helped a lot. So I'm hoping that it'll be just as helpful for us today. Um, I still, you know, need these reminders today, even though my personal relationship with money has just changed. Um, oh, just amazing over the years. And I find that I always have uh, supply. I, I, I don't worry anymore about it and I really enjoy it and I find that I'm able to be more and more generous since I have changed my outlook but we'll we'll get more into that a little later 
Um, so right now I'm going to play this from my phone and I'm going to play it into my mic and please let me know right away if you can't hear it well, okay? But I'd like very much to get serious and get down to the nitty gritty of our relationship with money. As we know, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so that means that we are both spirit, which is invisible, little pieces of God, as well as material, because we have a physical body and we are in this physical plane. And therefore, it takes the operation of both of these seeming opposites in a balanced way of being, knowing that neither extreme is what we are. We are within the different degrees between the two poles, the varying degrees of the seeming opposites, the one thing, human, that's who we are. And so we have to operate in a balanced way between the spiritual and the physical world, material world. And that's where money comes in. A lot of us do not attract the wealth that we desire because of our subconscious beliefs about money. What is money when you think about it? Really, when you get down to it, what is money? Money is a unit of exchange. It's a more compacted unit that's a lot easier to carry around than the goats or the salt the jewels, the spices, the gold that our ancestors used to use for trade. But look at it in itself. Is money evil within itself? I prefer to look at it as a neutral means or as a tool to get the things that we need in life, this physical plane. Certainly spirit doesn't need any money, but we have to recognize that we are also physical. And we have needs and desires in the physical plane. When you think about the things that you need and the things that you desire and circumstances you choose to experience, is it really about that money, about that paper, those greenbacks or the gold? No, it really boils down to the feelings that those things and that those circumstances bring into our lives that the money happens to be traded in for. I'd like you to think about that for a moment. And just take a moment to close your eyes and turn within. Just go ahead, go on, close your eyes and turn within for a moment with me. And visualize yourself having that thing that you want to buy. What is it that you want this money for? What do you want it to get for you? Is it the beautiful home? Is it the car? Is it the ability to travel? Perhaps just covering bills, bringing more choices into your life. Or is it the prestige that those things will bring you? The feelings of security, perhaps acceptance from others. Is it about love? 
being appreciated, feeling safe. What is it for you? Feel that. Now feel the feeling that will come over you the moment that you attain that thing or those circumstances that money will buy. What does it feel like? Feel it right now, the wish fulfilled. If it had a color, what color would that be? If it had a melody or a sound, what would that be? If it had aroma or flavor in your mouth, what would that be? Flowers or your favorite fruit or meal? Feel those good feelings and hold on to them. The wish fulfilled, the need met. And now let the things that brought the feelings in dissipate. Let the money that paid for the things that brought the feeling in dissipate. And just savor that feeling. Feels good. Mm -hmm. Now open your eyes. And recognize that it really has nothing to do with the money, does it? It has everything to do with the feeling that it gives you. So would you say that money is innately evil? No. Money, again, is a tool that we use to get our needs and our desires fulfilled. It's up to us whether they turn out to be evil or not. But money in and of itself is not evil. It is just a tool. We are responsible for what we choose to do with it. Visualize in your mind now what do you think about or how do you judge wealthy people? Do you see them as stingy? Or that they all must have done some wicked deed in order to get what they have? How do you really view wealthy people? doesn't matter where it came from. The idea could have come from your family, could have come from personal experience with someone who was wealthy, or even from the media. Now recognize the fact that your subconscious mind is not going to allow you to become one of those people if you judge wealthy people. Think about that for a moment. 
Another thing to consider is that our relationship with money is exactly the same as our relationship with other people. Say in a romantic relationship, if that person you're in a relationship with feels loved and desired and accepted and appreciated, they'll want to stay around, won't they? But if they don't, they will go where they are appreciated and wanted. Is that not the case? The same is true for money. This is the law of attraction at work here. Working with your subconscious mind. Working with the resonance and the vibration of the universe. That what you think about and what you feel about things has a direct effect on what you bring into your life. If you have resistance or negative feelings about something or person, chances are your subconscious mind is not going to allow it to be drawn to you. It will create interference patterns and blocks. Something to keep in mind. Now, after doing this little bit of work, how do you feel about money? Any change? How do you feel about spirituality and money? Is there any difference from when we started this idea? How do you feel about rich people, people who have lots of wealth? Do you think you may be willing to attract it? Do you feel worthy of attracting it? What are your intentions behind wanting to attract more of it to you? So... With all of that said, with Reverend Ike and then um, my meditation on it, and just thinking about it, is there a shift in perspective here? Does anyone, if you don't want to share, it's okay, because this is a really deep subject here. Um, but just, you know, just think about it. Is it something... Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, is there something shifted here? You know, that when we look at the law of attraction, you know, that, that everything is a vibratory frequency. You know, we can we can think of it as uh, a radio tuner in your in your car. You know, you have to tune it to a certain frequency in order to get a certain station. Otherwise, you're not going to get that station. You're going to get get static. You're not going to get where you're wanting to go. And so, us tuning to love, you know, when we tune to love and appreciation and gratitude for something, and we step away from the fear of that thing, that it's somehow dangerous, it's something we've got to approach with caution, um, that, that we're separate from it somehow because there's something not quite right about it. Um, again, chances are 
It, it's going to be pushed away from us. It's not going to flow. It's going to come in spurts and then stop and then spurt and then stop according to our consciousness. And, uh, and it's the same with everything. We do have relationships with everything that we are in the world with. We're relating with everything people things money <laughs> you know the weather our, our it's our perspective about all of those things and how we feel about those things that creates our experiences of it whether it's going to flow or not and so i just invite everybody to during this week just allow it and, and you know and I'll, I'll email this to you too I, I wrote down some notes and so I'll email it to you um, just a little homework just an exercise to shift this further so that um, we can open up to financial supply and abundance because you know as I said in that meditation that it's not so much about the, the paper or the or the, the bits that are on a screen now, you know, it's just numbers now. Um, it's about the feeling that it's going to give you in exchange for it. What are you seeking? You know, is it financial freedom so that you have the financial supply to get whatever you need when you need it so that you can be generous, so that you can support causes that you feel are important? Um, all of that if you you want to build a school you want to build a well for some people who need water um if it's going to make your life more comfortable whatever it is um you are worthy of having that and and that's the whole thing there is that you know we do have to shift it we 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 don't want to have this love hate <laughs> relationship you know we can't live it with it and we can't live without it we want to stop the game playing and just really receive so that we can give bountifully so that we can live fully without limitations and, and recognizing that um if you know that you are and i and i know that by by just virtue that you are here you are a spiritual being um you are not going to do dastardly deeds <laughs> if you become wealthy to harm others you know and because you have an abundance and an ever-flowing amount of money that comes to you doesn't mean that somebody's gonna do without because there's more than enough for everyone everyone has the wherewithal to attract all the money and all the abundance that they need and require it's just some of us don't we're stuck with the hang-ups about it you having it is not going to prevent anybody else from having what they need. And so homework for this week, <laughs> and I've entitled it, flip it. Well, I don't mean the kind with your finger. <laughs> well, you could <laughs> flip those old ideas that are no longer serving us. And so if you have some of those, those old family sayings, you know, where things that I heard as a child, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or we can't afford it. What do you think I am made of money? <laughs> Whatever that imagery is that you were given as a young person, I want you to flip it. You know, say, 
Say you were told that money doesn't grow on trees. Well, I want you to use your visualization power to change that, to visualize money growing on trees. <laughs> See the visualization of this big old money tree just filled so heavy with money that the money's just falling off like leaves. And see that abundance, visualize the abundance of an infinite supply. Flip it and turn it around, you know? If you were told constantly, oh, we can't afford it, you know? Flip it, visualize your parent saying we can afford it and just giving you the financial supply to go do whatever it is that you need it. So change those. Do what I call a process of revision so that you revise what has been programmed with its polar opposite. That's always the answer. <laughs> and it's really, it's kind of fun to do that. And what happens is that over time, you begin to change the perception and the energy around it within your own mind. And as was said in the outset, Everything comes from your mind <laughs> and how you see and perceive things. Uh, the next part is um, in response to the gut reaction to wealthy people. You know, do we judge them? Sometimes we might see people as undeserving. I don't they didn't have to work for it. Why do they have it and all of that? We might feel a little critical, you know, might feel a little envious about them. So you can flip that, that whenever you see somebody, whether they're, you know, on the world stage in a film or on television or wherever, you see some riding by, you know, riding by a, a really affluent neighborhood uh, or see someone in a car that's just, you know, costs a lot of money. They're just dripping with wealth instead of that thought coming up and in the moment when it does come up, flip it. <laughs> Be happy for them that they have all of that. Celebrate their wealth. Genuinely smile and feel glad for their fortune. Do you see what you're doing here? You are appreciating it, having gratitude that they have it. What you put out there is what you're going to receive. And do it genuinely from your heart being very happy for them. You don't have to say it to them, but you are an observer and you can just send that to them, that you're happy for them, that they have that. Because remember, you cannot have what you don't love. And if you're going to love abundance, you're gonna love it in every form, even when somebody else has got it. Do you see what I'm saying? So begin to flip these these feelings that we might have that are actually just interference patterns about affluence and wealth, okay? And then the last one is how do you feel when the bills are due? <laughs> huh, okay. And I remember this, I used to feel so stressed about it. I used to feel abused. I used to feel ripped off that they paid too much. There's a monopoly. Why should they charge these absorbent fees for something that should be free and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so with that one, you want to flip it by developing a 
attitude of gratitude. I think Reverend Ike alluded to this, that, you know, he's going to pay that, pay that ferry fee or what was it, the toll fee that had gone up, you know, 40 cents, that he was so grateful that he had the money to pay it, you know, rather than focusing on how it shouldn't be and how dare they and so on and so forth. Just gratitude that, oh, I have it. I've got it to pay, right? I'm so grateful that I can pay these bills, that I can I can pay for things that 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 I need and that I desire, that there are services available, right? And that I can pay it forward or I can put it into circulation, right? So there's a practice of when you are, you know, paying for the things that you get, you are putting it into circulation. You're no longer spending the money because when you spend things, right, it's gone. When you put into it the energy, seeing yourself, whether you're writing a check, whether you're handing someone cash, whether you're swiping a card or a chip, whatever it is, visualize a circular motion of what it is that you are putting out there. You are putting it into circulation. Visualize all the employees that are being paid, you know, in this company that supplies whatever it is that you need. You know, all the children that are being taken care of out of the salaries. All of the the wonderful ways that these people are then able to circulate this abundance so that everyone can have what they need. So flip how you're looking at it. See how these children are having new shoes because they need them. These children are being able to have education. Just see it as a circulatory system rather than something that you're giving away and it's never going to return. So shifting that perspective again, you know? So each one of these is something that you can definitely use. And by doing these repeatedly, by revising these old ways of being and thinking and perceiving things in the world, you change it. You're able to uh, shift the vibratory responses that you're normally going to have that can lean towards a belief in lack, right, and fear over to the side of abundance and love and appreciation. And you'll notice that you'll feel so much better about it. And you'll feel good. The stress will dissipate. And because you are in this new, more receptive way of being, you're going to have more financial supply flowing to you. You're going to have less and less lack in your life because you're not vibrating there anymore. Make sense? I know I've thrown a lot at you, but I'm hoping that these are definitely tools that you can use. And I just invite each and every one of you to share these tools and practice them. They are going to make an amazing difference in your life. You know, focus on the good feeling tones, focus on the love and the gratitude. Step away from the otherness and the fear of lack because all of that is an illusion. 
There's only one. Hmm. All right, so does anyone want to share? Anyone have um, anything that they would like to kind of talk about? Any concerns, any surprising things that came up for you as you, you listened and visualized today? Um, I would like to share. Yes, um, please. So Pam, I really enjoyed um, when you said that money goes where it is loved and appreciated. That is very true. We as people tend to do that as well. And so that changed my perspective on money. Yeah, it, it is. And I don't know why that's bringing just tears to my eyes um, because there's just so much suffering that's just not necessary. And uh, when we can just realize that we are <laughs> where everything comes from, that our attitude, our feeling, where we're vibrating inside creates all of the experiences. It, it names all the relationships to everything and what they're going to be. And thus our experience. And, uh, and I'm glad that that, um, that resonated with you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Ooh, I don't know why that just took me emotional. I started having a deep feeling tone around that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and Tam, if I yes. can, I also read something that um even like something like holding money brings like more feeling towards it you know we live in a society where it's like credit and can do things online but i was reading that if we can just draw the money out of the bank and hold it we can feel more appreciation for it there's a connection right <laughs> yeah you know i tried that um um, my husband actually told me, you know, if you get some money, just try to keep a $20 bill in, the, in your wallet. Just try to keep one there. And he, he would always tell me that when, when there's, you know, money in your wallet, it will attract more money. And I found that to be true. <laughs> I really did find it to be true. And, and I think that, of course, that's short of, you know, hoarding it, right? I mean, you're, you're not keeping it and holding on to it with the energy of fear of, of, of losing it, right? Or of spending it and it's never coming back, but it's just having it near you, right? right. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there's so many ways to, to create a loving relationship with this financial supply, which, which is really just energy. You know, it's, all, it's just energy, you know, that helps us to to share some of that energy with with one another so that other people can can get what they need too and uh, there's definitely um, an exchange and i and i really love the visualization of you know putting it in circulation that i am circulating it because when you when you speak about circulating it's cyclical it means it's coming back right you didn't just throw it out there as if you're throwing it to the trash no it's coming back so a feeling of yes i'm placing it into the flow <laughs> yeah and i'm grateful that i can right 
Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So if no one else wants to share, I'm just thanking all of you for being here once again. And uh, and I do I do hope that you guys are able to use these little tidbits. Um, you know, and like I said, share them. <laughs> and so watch your email. I'm going to send these over to remind you some homework, um, practical usage through the week, and uh, and just peace and blessings, and just be good to yourselves, and uh, and enjoy, enjoy. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Sam. You're so welcome. <laughs>